Hello, church family. This is um, part three of our study through Nehemiah chapter seven. Yesterday, we talked about how, uh, in order to do ministry, we in order to know what uh, God wants to do in ministry, that God gives us desires. And I kind of branched out a little bit more about just in general principle, how do we know uh, what to do for the Lord? And I, ex- I gave a list of things that shows us that if we do these, if we exercise these biblical, biblical principles, then God gives us those desires to do whatever we want. And if we're faithful, then that means that whatever happens, the outcome of those desires is ultimately for our good and for His glory. So God is the first who gives us those desires uh, to serve Him. And secondly, and today that's what we're going to look at, is that God uses our desires. God uses our desires. In Nehemiah chapter 7, verse 66 to 73, you see this. The whole assembly together was 42,360, besides their male and their female servants, of whom there were 7,337, and they had 245 males and full, male and female singers. Their horses were 736, their mules 245, their camels 435, their donkeys 6,720. Some from among the heads of the father's household gave to the work the governor gave to the treasury a thousand gold drachmas, fifty basins, five hundred thirty priest garments. Some of the heads of the father's household gave into the treasury of the work twenty thousand gold drachmas and two thousand two hundred silver minas. That which the rest of the people gave twenty thousand gold drachmas and two thousand silver minas and sixty seven priest garments. Now the priests, the Levites, the gatekeepers, the singers, some of the people, the temple servants, and all of Israel lived in their cities. And when the seventh month came, the sons of Israel were in their cities. So you notice that there was a list of numbers of things that were given. And all the people here gave because they, uh, they have a desire to do it. Um, they came back and, um, and the Lord used them ultimately to rebuild and refinance uh, the work of, of the temple as well as just finance, uh, just stimulate their economy. And we have to understand that when it comes to our uh, in life in general, that uh, opportunity plus providence equals God's will. That's like my little formula. Opportunity plus providence equals God's will. And, and, what, I, and, how, and what I mean by that is like, as you are just going about your life and you're trying to figure out decisions, opportunities will come. And then at the same time, um, you will see that providentially God puts things together. So you, you have those opportunities. And when you exercise and, and uh, take, take those opportunities, you, you could look back at your life and see that it is part of God's will. Uh, at the same time, God can take uh, providence away, and it will be very obvious that this is not God's will. You may have the desire, but if you, and you may even have opportunity, but uh, sometimes providentially the Lord makes it uh, not work out for you. So, for example, you may want a job, you have the opportunity. Providentially, God gave you the opportunity to go for it, and you go through the interview, and it just doesn't work out. So you can see providentially, Uh, This is not God's will for you to have that job. When you're applying to school, you apply. You have the opportunity to apply it. You apply it. And then for whatever reason, whether the application or too many students uh, or the the school runs out of money, whatever, providentially, uh, you're unable to be accepted. Now you know God's will. So opportunity plus providence equals God's will. Uh, Missionaries move into action because they... God uh, uses their desire and God uses opportunities uh, to give them to opportunity to go into the mission field. Uh, If you look at the missionaries in the past, uh, they had a desire. God gave them those desires. God used their desire to go. And some people have opportunity to go travel someplace. And then God providentially protected them and uh, even gave them a safe passage and as well as just uh, different people that get saved along the way. And then they provide for them. And that's all part of God's will. 
we have to understand that these gifts, these desires, or, and all that we have is given by God, and it is done, uh, and the desires was given by the Lord, and the future reward is also given by God. Um, Luke 21 talks about how we need to uh, think about the future, the eternal things, uh, investing in the future. Don't invest in things of the world. And as you think about opportunities, you have to think of the eternal things. As you uh, apply it to your life, if you apply um, and diligently serve the Lord, there's going to be a future a reward for you. 2 Corinthians 9 tells us that we need to be a cheerful giver. And again, this is in the context of uh, looking at Nehemiah. These people gave because they were they wanted to do it. God used their hearts, uh, used their desire, and used the resources they have to ultimately help uh, reestablish this country or this, this city. Uh, God uses desire to do his will. And again, uh, 1 Timothy 3, I've said this before, uh, want the very first qualification of an elder is that they must aspire to the, uh, the, uh, the position of elders. Uh, this is something that they want. This is not something that uh, it's just somehow someone told them, hey, you need to be elder. Like, yeah, you can have some sort of affirmation or push, but at the end of the day, if you have no desire for it, then you shouldn't do it. Uh, and I mentioned the first, second Corinthian passage about giving. You give because you want to give to the Lord. The Lord gives you the desire and you want to use the, what God has given you for his, for, to you know, invest in kingdom work. And we understand that uh, whatever is given to us, whatever opportunity is given to us, there, there are eternal consequences to it. So as we think about the opportunity in our life, we think about the providences, we understand that ultimately this is all a part of God's will. Again, we don't know the details of the moment, but as Christians, we act on it. The people in Nehemiah 7, that's what they did. They came back and they saw the needs and then they acted on it. They returned home. They had the desire to go back. They had a desire to, to, to help fund the place. And that's how the Lord will ultimately use them to, to repopulate this nation. And ultimately, in the big grand scheme thing, is to preserve the bloodline so that Jesus Christ could, could come in. Um, again, when we look at just the narrative of this book, we see how God's good hand was on them so that they could bring the people back, bring the temple back, bring the city back. But when we look at big picture from the Old and the New Testament, we can see how God preserved a, a wicked group of people. You know, the Jewish people were sinful. Uh, that's why they were put into exile. And by God's grace, they were brought out of the exile. And God's providential mean, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, all of them came into place so that uh, the, the Jews can be preserved and ultimately the promises of God and salvation and bringing his son into the world is, is what happens. So when you think of the big picture, every time you see the Lord preserving uh, the Israelites, it's, it's ultimately because he is faithful. He is faithful in protecting his people so that the Messiah could come so that everyone can be saved. Um, so yeah, again, but in the, in the, at the moment here, Nehemiah and all the Israelites that came back, God uses his desire to reestablish this. Now we know that the temple that was built here uh, is going to be the temple where uh, where Jesus is going to be kicked out. Uh, he's going to be uh, insulted, and you know all of that. That's gonna, that that's this temple. But until that moment, there's the beginning of it. At least there were faithful people that came back to try to rebuild this. Again, all of this is putting into place so that God's sovereign plan can be uh, can be fulfilled. But in the moment, and even the, uh, the time of Nehemiah, all he knew was that, okay, I'm just going to go do this. And then the people there were like, okay, yeah, we're going to go back and we're going to serve. They had no clue how their actions impacted God's sovereign will, and ultimately even for them, as, as it would usher in the Savior. So all the pieces are in place. 
for God's will. And that's the same thing for us. We may not understand the future now, but as long as we continue to uh, be used by God and do the desires that are pleasing to Him, uh, we won't see it now, but I, I trust that in glory, we will say, well, what was this you know, children's ministry? What was, the, what was the outcome of it? And then it will be revealed then how the Lord used it. And we're going to praise the Lord for it. We think about all the evangelizing that we do and no one come, seemed to come to saving faith. We don't know that. There might be people in glory that are saved because of that one conversation we had and then in their dying breath, they remember that conversation, they get saved. You know, we don't know at the moment, so don't be discouraged. That's what I'm trying to get at. When, you, when you're used by God, when He uses your desire, you can trust that God is ultimately sovereign in all things and we will one day know, one day it will be made known whether or not our work is something that's going to be burnt up or something that's going to give us heavenly rewards. So for now, uh, as God uses your desire to give or to serve, whatever it may be, have God's sovereign will in, in your mind and trust that whatever he, he does is he's, going to be good for us and it's going to give him glory. So yesterday we learned about how God gives us desires and then today we learned about how God uses our desires and... Um, and then, then tomorrow we're going to look at something interesting and in that God can also remove our desires. So with that said, I uh, hope that this was helpful and edifying and encouraging to you. Take care and have a good day.